this week on Reliving the Extreme, well, we have the many voices of Paul Heyman on this week's show, and we are going to talk a little bit about a new ECW champion. That and much more on Reliving the Extreme this week. Nate Maxson here with you along with ECW's Chad Austin. Hey, I think I think we're reliving the extreme while the extreme is also reading the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> this is, hey, everybody. This is true. And Aaron is here as well. Yeah, it's like a, it's one of them little, like one of them fucking Russian dolls. You know, <laughs> just one big Russian doll, then a little Russian doll. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> That's this week's it's show. A paradox trapped inside a paradox. Like, a paradox or some of some sort. Yeah. Well, that being said... Um, the, I just want to let the listeners know that with this whole migration of the WWE network over to Peacock, we are going to be doing our best to watch every show that we can possibly obtain somewhere to watch it. Just so everybody knows we're doing our best to do that. Um, I'm going to try to find a copy of November to remember 93. Cause I think that's going to be the next thing we watch. Cause I did take a look at the next show and it is literally just replays like on this show we at least got some angles a couple of new matches next week's show is is literally just hyping up november to remember there's nothing original on it that we haven't seen so i think the next show we do will probably be the november to remember 93 review um now we gotta find that out there somewhere yeah i'll find it november 2nd november 2nd 1993 you don't have the November to remember 93? Not that I, I mean, unless I got it, and I don't know that I have it, but I know that I've never asked anybody to send it to me. <laughs> you know, so I, I'll well, look. I'm sure, I'm I sure if we 300 ECW DVDs today. I'm sure if we can't find it, they're going to recap it. <laughs> so that, that that's a positive. We'll definitely be able to see some of it anyway. But yeah, everybody. It's to get too much like fucking work. Yeah, what, what if it gets get to the point where we got to start doing recap shows of the recap shows? Because <laughs> they're, they're just recapping so much that it's all we're doing. There's, there's going to be a space-time hey, paradox. Hey, going. remember week four when we made that great Canadian Wolfman joke? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be recapping our own podcast, yeah. <laughs> remember we are the ECW Tag Team Champions. <laughs> remember Meatballs Mahoney and the Super Destroyers? Boy, those were the good old days. Those were the good old days. <laughs> yeah, bring back Palomo. <laughs> This episode is from November the second, nineteen ninety three. No, it's we, not. It's from it's from Ultra Clash. Um, it's from like two <laughs> weeks prior, and whatever happened to last week, and whatever they filmed in the back. Yeah, we have Maddie in the house opening up the show to tell us about uh, the upcoming November to Remember pay per view <laughs> with the main event Hawk, where they show footage from with Hawk from that old background we talked about six months ago. And Sabu against Terry Funk and a mystery partner at November to remember coming up November 13th. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Maddie, I'm a, I, I was like, I can't wait to get into beating up Maddie. But then I realized he's only been here a couple of weeks and I'm already done with him. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't even really started and I, he's already annoying. Why was he wearing a Burger King crown? <laughs> I was, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 yeah. bad. I mean, I guess I don't know. Go back to 1993. Was he bad then? I don't know. <laughs> he oh, definitely he definitely is in a class unto himself. Is Maddie in the house? 
We shoot to a uh, footage of in the ring, Paulie and Todd talking in the ring about this tag team match coming up. Terry Funk comes out and uh, Sabu's on his gurney and they let him free. And I actually didn't mind this. I didn't mind this. The the frenetic of Sabu with Funk kind of just standing tall there looking at, kind of looking down at this guy like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought that was, I mean, I thought that was pretty decent the first time we saw it. Um, you know, and I, I just love the fact that that's the worst secured gurney in the history of gurneys. That <laughs> chain, it's up by his shoulders. Like, he couldn't slide out from that, that chain that's on there. That I just every time I see it, I, I remember seeing it live. Going, it's like it's one use a shoestring to tie him, to tie him in. That chain ain't holding nobody on nothing. It's definitely yeah, that was pretty cool. Funk, Funk de- knew how to play that well, and Sabu was smart enough, unless Funk told him to, like don't try to get too close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Terry starts slapping. Uh, Sabu in the back of the head and you know he's being the heel kind of here as he's taking advantage of the fact that all the uh, the officials and everybody are holding Sabu down but I agree with you about the gurney chat I'm glad they moved on from that eventually because it was it was silly, it was silly. <laughs> Aaron what do you think about this well, I just thought everybody except Todd Gordon did a good job in this and Todd Gordon is all over this show with his terrible Acting abilities, just his horrible. antics and his rhetoric. Good yes. God, you, just yeah. I, now that you mentioned it, now that you mentioned it, I do have Todd Gordon's name written down quite a few times on here, and I didn't catch it when I first ran through it. So, yeah, good point. Because now that you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of Todd in here. Yeah, and it's not very good. What's worse, Todd or Tony <laughs> Khan? Uh, well, or who? Tony Khan. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry, I cut you off. I was just gonna say that like Todd Gordon makes David Crockett look like Jack Nicholson with his acting abilities. Damn. Just saying. <laughs> well, you said it. <laughs> well, now we get to uh, our first. Um, as we talked about, we're gonna keep looking at things over and over again here. Joey oh, but, Styles but, takes but, us. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. By the way, uh, if you dial, if you dial two fifteen. Five four four zero four two one. Now it's a fax machine. I don't know where it goes to, but it's a fax machine. It's a real somebody still has a fax machine. Yeah, I called it. It was just a fax machine. That's still Todd Gordon's number. It's just a fax <laughs> number now. No shit. I remember Joey's- calling it. I remember calling it some night, some days to figure out where I was book where I was working because they would sometimes have like uh like the the spot shows. Mm-hmm. You know. And if I didn't catch, because I got the show a week late, or I got it, I, I never got the show live anyway. So if I wasn't at a show, and then I asked somebody, where's the next show, or unless somebody called me, I remember calling, at least calling a couple of numbers to find out where I was working again. When you called that, when you called that number, who answered? Uh, no, it was an, it was just a recording. Oh, okay. It was a recording of what's coming up. Gotcha. The like I said, Joey is in the studio recapping the recap of the recap of the title match that we've seen three times now. We saw it uh, the week before and then last week and now the week this week. We just keep taking a look at Shane Douglas and JT Smith for the ECW title and what happened there with Terry Funk. Although it looks like with the Terry Funk Sabu angle, they're already moving on from Terry Funk and JT Smith. I don't know. Like Chad said, at some point, JT quit, right? Yeah, but he was still he still had the FBI run. Yeah, yeah. He eventually returns to do that. 
Um, so, yeah, I guess we don't have to talk about that because we've already talked about it twice. The ECW yeah. Wrestling Academy. We get a commercial for that. $3,000, $1,500 in advance, and then $500 a month. And they just say, you will learn how to wrestle from wrestlers of ECW. Hmm, who could that be? Sal Balomo? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They couldn't even get Sal Balomo, no. <laughs> um, that would probably be Donnie Allen. They would learn from Twisted Steel and Sex Appeal, probably. And a couple other guys who, I mean, I don't know. I guess a couple of guys that probably that are gone. I, I could see a Stetson being mm-hmm. there. Got A couple guys like that. I could see them doing that. And JT probably was a big part in that, too. Right, because I think JT was probably one of the main was probably one of the main trainers. I'm 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 assuming. Yeah, but three grand, man, in 1993. It's a chunk of change. <laughs> I mean, if, if they could, if pe- people really pay for it, they could have kept that promotion afloat for a little while, just than running a fucking jabroni school. <laughs> and it's probably it's probably better than going to that uh, that uh, who's that who was that fat guy out in California, Roland Alexander. It's probably better than going to his school. Let's be honest. Well, I don't know. Didn't John Cena come out of there? I think so, but yeah, okay. <laughs> he got a little OVW sprinkled in there too. That might have been right, right, right. I got you. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? They could have used that as their own developmental system. Yeah. They could have trained. Uh, Todd could have said, "Listen, we're a little light on ring crew guys," and then the next week's training could be tearing down and putting up the ring. And then your first gig is that you get booked out of the school. Hey, look, we need to take this ring to this building and put it up. You, you know how to do it. Max Thrasher showed you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They, they brought in Max Thrasher as a special teacher one weekend for a seminar. So any job they need somebody to fill, they can just train them at the school to do it. Mm-hmm. They, they have everybody, well, I, everything covered. Well, I also heard that uh, <laughs> um, thir- like the first Thursday they'd had it, it was top rope day and JT was the instructor. And Oh, yeah. Four guys got crippled, so they kind of had to kind of had to shut well, it down. It weeded out. The, it weeded out the week. <laughs> if you can't fall off the top rope like JT, then you don't belong there anyway. We're gonna bring in a special class so Sandman can show you his drop kick. Oh, that will drop be kick class. Oh my God! Could, could we could we fantasy book the ECW Wrestling Academy's um, <laughs> schedule for training seminars? Yeah. Oh my God! Drop fling. It's drop fling day with the Sandman. It's not drop a drop kick. kick. Dropkick seminar with the Sandman, top rope Thursday with JT Smith. Uh, and character Cla- acting, it's character acting with Sir Christopher Michaels. Yeah, I was just to say promo day with Chris Michaels. <laughs> Today we do Elma Fudd. <laughs> Man, we're gonna have a ball with that. That'd be a hell of a cartoon. <laughs> After that, we show a promo with the Sandman and Peaches talking about Sandman's about to have a match with uh, Shane Douglas, a rematch from Alter Clash. And then they show us highlights from Alter Clash. So, but when we come back from that, uh, Sandman has been laid out. And, uh, <laughs> well, let's not forget about his highlight video. The, 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 oh, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I didn't is, even write that is, down. Sorry. This is who they decided to, to put in the Sandman's highlight video. We're going to highlight how awesome the Sandman is by showing you clips of his matches with Dom Morocco, Vladimir Kozlov, the Metal Maniac, and Chris Michaels. That'll show him. Now Rushmore. In every, in, every, <laughs> in every one of those, Sandman looks great. Drop kicking his ass off. He's like Jim Brunzel out there. 
Top rope drop kicking. He's a mule kicking. He has a Belomo day. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I almost got so pissed for a second because this is literally when I was syncing up the link you sent me to my DVD. Mm-hmm. And I went, they are not going to try to present one of them old matches with the old Wolfman ring and say this is Shane Douglas versus the uh, Sandman match. And I did give it a call. I'm going, there's no way. I'm not going to allow this to let them perpetrate this fraud. Because how, how many months ago was that? So I had to wait a couple of minutes. And then literally they said that was from Ultra Clash or whatever. So I was like, all right, thank God. Because I was starting to lose my shit already. <laughs> one thing that's coming out of this show is I'm not going to forget how to spell the word recap. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. A lot of commercials. Um, now we move, like I said, we move into Sandman is laid out in the back. Um <laughs> Polly actually calls him a drunken blob here. Oh yeah, and, do you uh, think Polly already knew? <laughs> Sandman uh, Sabu. Okay, here we go. Here this gets a little convoluted. So I'm going to try to do my best here folks. Polly says that technically Shane Douglas is still a member of the Dangerous Alliance. So Polly can control his contracts and who he defends the title against. So Polly has replaced the Sandman with Sabu in this match. Did I get all that? <laughs> Did I did I get the follow the white rabbit down the down the hole there? Good enough, guys. Yeah, pretty much. Because yeah. I have I'm confused as hell. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Um, yeah, I yeah. Then Sabu, and then I I don't know how they booked this match as far as when they had the match to how they had you know the pre tape thing because and then Joey Styles even brought it up because I'm just like, wait a minute, how come Shane's not pissed? You know, mm-hmm. how come he's in the ring? And Joey Styles even goes, it don't seem like Shane Douglas is that all upset about it. And I'm like, is that because they booked it? The match happened way before they post-produced it and added this angle to it, you know, kind of thing. It's like, I'm lost here. Why isn't Shane pissed, you know, that he's not wrestling the drunken stumble bum back there to blob? Right. <laughs> Why isn't he fighting him? And here, all of a sudden he's putting Sabu, who is apparently he's a, He's a, you know, he's a threat to everybody in the company. Did you guys not see that? Oh, and yeah, totally picked up on. Did That's you notice a... what what Shane's music was on your version? No, you didn't know. I guess I wasn't. Yeah, I guess I wasn't listening well enough. What what was Shane's music on your version? What was it on what we watched, Aaron? Oh, it was I the USWA theme song. Oh no, shit! Like, from, from I didn't even. 90s. I didn't even pick. I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> Because I knew they did generic, I knew that they had generic music and they had generic beds, but I wonder if that was an accident or that was actually done on purpose because it's it's a generic bed. They mm-hmm. can get away with using it, but I'm like, here comes Sabu and Shane out with the USWA, everybody. It's got Cormacklin here. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, and, and the, best, the best part about this whole entire last few minutes is I wrote that Joey is telling you a good story. Mm-hmm. He's telling you verbally a good story, but visually it's a fucking train wreck. It's all over the place. You don't you don't know what's going on. They're sending you to the ring. You're sending you to the back. You're this guy's out. I mean, all of a sudden, Mister Hughes is in the back doing promos. That is, I don't know. It, it just got it got confusing, and I, I just don't know if they're just. This is what they call hot shop booking, where Paul is literally just taking whatever footage he has left and just trying to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Figure something out with this, but it's just so convoluted and fucked up. 
And Sabu won, I believe. Yes, <laughs> Sabu did win. Aaron, yeah, very ahead. quick match. It was just a very quick match. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like like I don't know five minutes. But yeah, Sabu ends up winning with a moonsault, and he's the new ECW champion. From the from the beginning of, and this is, I guess I'll say this: what Sabu came in. What have we been watching him about four weeks now? Not even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. I guess overall, yeah, tapings. He worked, he worked Taz, Dreamer and he worked Taz. And there's only matches that he's had. This is what, from what I've observed from the beginning of Sabu, the minute he walked through the door, this is the guy Polly sinks his teeth into. You know, this is Polly sees what he's got, and he just straps a rocket to Sabu immediately. One thing I did like. One thing I did like about this at the end of it, um, I liked. I liked Sabu and Polly staying true to their characters and that Polly is super happy that Sabu is champion. He's flaunting the belt. He's showing it to Sabu and Sabu's character couldn't give two shits that he's the champion. Well, that's right. Yeah. I was going to say, I hope you don't. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly the way it should have been. Paul, mm-hmm. he wants the belt and Paulie's mind. He's going to bed at night. The ECW champion. Right. Sabu right. don't yeah, give so- a shit. He's chained. He's, he's halfway chained to a gurney. <laughs> What does he care about? Some leather strap with some gold on it. They could trade for trinkets in yeah. Bombay. <laughs> Anything else on this segment, guys? Aaron? Nope. Just that was in my notes too. That taboo not giving a shit about being the champ was a good touch. Up next, we have the Terror at Table commercial with Paul E. sounding like Destro from G.I. Joe. I mean, it's obviously Paul E. dangerously <laughs> doing all of these. That's why I say we hear many voices of Paul E. on this show because oh. he, do, he does, yeah, he does a lot of, he does all these voiceovers for the shows and he's using different accents and different voices. Why doesn't he just use his own goddamn voice? Everybody knows him. <laughs> Nobody else talks like it, Paul do, You know what? Wait, he does. He does. You you wait you wait about two years two years or three years whatever he totally just says fuck it I'm, everybody knows it's me anyway why <laughs> I know but I'm saying like here he everybody it. knows the same but yeah my my um the copy I had edited right from Terror at Tabor like where where they, where the graphic first came on and mm-hmm. I was going to mention on previous shows I know they've already started running shows but the the network versions edited all that shit out. Remember how they used to promo that shit? Would he play uh, Sad But True in the background or something? Mm-hmm. And about the place they were going to be at. But if I remember, they didn't have any of them recently. Because I know we we did a couple of spot shows since I had been there. And, you know, well, yeah. And the, 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 you, you can obviously tell with the network because um, I decided to watch the copy that I sent you. My network hasn't been shut off yet. But I decided to watch the copy that I sent you guys just so we were all watching the same thing. The WWE Network version of this episode is only like a half an hour long because they cut all, you know, they cut all this stuff out. I didn't watch it, but you know, that's why. I mean, they cut all these 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 local promos out. They cut a bunch of the music. We have a music video coming out. There's no way they use that, you know, so. No yeah, Carver WW Reed commercials. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I used to love them, man. They were the best. Everybody was speculating. Like, you know, that it didn't make sense. It doesn't say it sound anything like Todd Gordon. So everybody was like, everybody would be would talk about it. I don't even think the boys even knew. Well, I don't think the boys even gave a fuck. Because I know we mm-hmm. really didn't give a shit, but we're like, 
I wonder if that's Todd's fucking place because we all knew that's how we were getting getting checks. <laughs> Polly also hypes the hotline in the next commercial. Polly just spent an entire day cutting commercials, I think, for uh, for this show. Um, I think later on he, you're going to hear Polly going promotional consideration paid for by the following. No, he still would have to use Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> the one voice that you wouldn't think that you know it would be him and it's just like oh my god because you, you would show the words promotional consideration before the voice would come up and you're thinking like for a second what's paulie gonna do and like no just use the real lord and then alfred. it's just actually lord alfred yeah <laughs> do we have any information on the tabor show i don't um, i wasn't there no, I don't. I could I could look it up and see. Um, I don't I don't know if they have. If there's probably results somewhere. Well, it has but, to be because they yeah. didn't they they advertise something for the show on on there, right? Matches. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah there has to be somebody who wrote in results, especially in '93 to Meltzer. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the Terror at Tabor. Gotta love that name. Um, and now, hey, guess who's next on the screen? Polly. Polly, once again here. Yeah, this is the Polly and Gordon show this week. Polly is uh in the back talking about the uh the upcoming November to Remember show. And there he is, Aaron, with his acting chops on Ta- Todd Gordon com- yeah. comes in. It's no good. There was tw- <laughs> there were thirteen matches at that fucking show. <laughs> That Terror and Tabor, there were 13 matches. Oh, did you look it up? Yes. Give it to Kevin, us. Kevin Sullivan won a battle royal. Oh, yeah, right. You know what? I remember this now because I bet on Kevin Sullivan to win that battle <laughs> royal. I think Donnie still owes me 10 bucks. <laughs> Chris Michaels beat uh, Keith Shearer. Keith Shearer. Shearer. Uh, Johnny Hotbody beat Tony Stet- uh, Tony Stetson defeated uh, J.T. Smith and the Sandman to oh, retain their the record, tag titles. Just for the record, Keith Shear has also got an identical twin brother named Kyle, who we're going to see in upcoming episodes. But the uh, the ironic thing is, is that Keith Shear don't have a brother. Wait till you, <laughs> wait till you get to these episodes. They <laughs> some, somehow in editing, uh, they. Two Keith Shearer matches made it to the same show, and, and he was a job guy. And and then so somebody came up with the idea. Well, this day is the twin brother Kyle. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love well, it. That's what they did. Uh, uh, Sabu Sabu, who was accompanied by nine one one and Polly Dangerously, defeated the Tasmaniac, who was randomly with Tony Rumble. Um, the Public Enemy defeated Bad Breed. Also, Axel and Ian were there. Okay. Yeah. Then JT Smith, Peaches, and the Sandman, they came back and defeated um, Hunter Q, Johnny Hotbody, and Tony Stetson in an intergender six person tag team match. Extravaganza, Hoot Nanny. Yeah. And all, and, and all, and all, and all get down. <laughs> every every adjective you can think of. <laughs> yeah. For a good time. Um, <laughs> um, these people had to sit through another Chris Michaels match because Tommy Cairo beat Chris Michaels. Um, oh no! Then, because they had that they had that raffle they had that raffle gimmick there, where whoever gets wins the raffle gets to pick a dream match later on in the show. And that Christopher Michaels match was somebody fans their dream match to have that one. <laughs> Who did he work? Tommy, Tommy Cairo. Oh, see right there. And Mr. Hughes Where's and Jason. Tabor anyway, I got to figure this one out. Uh, Mr. Hughes with Jason beat that guy with a twin. Um, and Bad Company 
they defeated Donnie Allen and Mr. Hughes. And then Paul Diamond defeated Rocco <laughs> Rock. Did <laughs> Kyle? Yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, in Bad Breed, they ended up wrestling again and fought Donnie <laughs> Allen and Mr. Hughes. Then Paul Diamond worked again and defeated Rocco Rock. <laughs> then the Bad Breed. They defeated Breed. Donnie Allen and Mr. Hughes? Yes. And then Bad Breed. Um, they came back out and they defeated Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson. Wait a minute, I think it, I think it's using up all my internet. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kevin Sullivan, he returned again and defeated Keith Shira. So maybe there's three of them. And then <laughs> and then Tommy Dreamer defeated Johnny Grimes in your main event. Man, good God! <laughs> that was hopefully we don't get that as a recap show. <laughs> <laughs> it did like 13 matches with a crew of like 10 dudes. <laughs> That's the old Memphis way of doing it, but they wouldn't have gave yeah. you 13 matches. <laughs> it really was a ten. They would only had like 10, 10 talent. Oh, no, like five talents. <laughs> it really was a terror at Tabor, apparently. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Yeah, terrible at Tabor. So next on the show, Todd Gordon comes into this uh, Pauly promo and he adds a stipulation to that tag team match coming up at November to remember where the singles titles will now be on the line in the match. If someone pins Terry Funk, they become the TV champion. If someone pins Sabu, they become the world champion. And Polly freaks out over seeing who the mystery partner is, and then they make it go dead on us. I mean, he you know, we still... Because there's no, there's no name written on the paper yet. <laughs> he... They don't fucking know. <laughs> there's no chance... Uh, there's no chance they're not going to take the opportunity of telling. They're going to tell you who it is in advance to sell tickets for the house. They're not going to hope, hope that we, you're showing up for the mystery partner. When does that ever fucking de- you know ended good? Never, you know? never. So you know that it's a blank sheet of paper, and Paulie shit himself because Todd couldn't get nobody. So to help Paul scrape it in the back, like who am I gonna, who's he gonna get? Who's he gonna get? Herve, where's Herve? <laughs> Paul Diamond again. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was just so that was just so bad it was good. Cause you saw right through it. I mean, you you clearly did, right? Yeah. They're just gonna go with Sullivan if they have to at this point. Exactly. He'll, he'll, he'll be there. Santana. <laughs> Let's bring back the old ECW. He never lost the belt. There's an angle there. Um, yep. up next, we have uh, one of the few actual matches or, or first run matches we have on this show. It's Bad Breed against our own Chad Austin and Todd Shaw. And uh, Joey Styles gives you a nice compliment there, Chad. You are a scrappy youngster. Yep. Yes, <laughs> scrappy youngster. There you go. He's a scrappy youngster. That Chad Austin. And, I, and I'm ready for anything in the ECW. <laughs> And you I actually know, get it. I'm glad I let Joey. I'm glad actually, I let Joey Styles start doing all my talking for me. <laughs> you actually get a flurry. So in this ready match, for all though. this? What's that? You get a flurry in this match, though. They they give you the, the Rottens give you a little flurry here. I was in the ring with them last week. I learned. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a young, I'm a I'm a scrappy youngster. So therefore, every single outing that I have, I have to extract some piece of knowledge from it. And get better and better. We watch, yes, we watch you watching you evolve here in the ECW. 
Um, but more on more you, on my partner Todd Todd Shaw. Yeah, as I say, your partner not so much. He tags <laughs> in and just gets fucking eliminated, man. He just gets like Joe even brings it up. He's like Todd Todd Shaw's coming in. He's gonna do something. Oh no, he's not. Never mind. <laughs> oh poor 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 Johnny. Um, Johnny was like no, he, he I mean th- he was green here like, clearly, but we were all still green in different aspects. But he had just came to our school. His name's Johnny Crystal. He's a, still a good friend of mine. Well, a friend of mine, you know, lives in Arizona. He came to the school, good-looking bodybuilder kid. You know, wasn't very tall, like tall, but he had the two hundred and some pound physique. Mm-hmm. And he was ended up training in the same class with another guy named Mike Corey, who I took a liking to, and I kind of helped out immensely with, with his training. And they became a tag team on the in the indie scene called Maryland Inc. or Models Inc. And um, they would get called up to do jobs a lot for TV for for Titan. Mm-hmm. And um, they they we all, we always had a good crew of TV guys. Anytime the WWF called Baltimore for TV guys, Bob knew either knew the guys or who, Dwayne knew the guys or whatever. One night on Raw, I, I I forgotten all about this. Until I, I went back and watched the match with um, with me in it. There's a match on Raw from like '93. I want to say he wrestles Bam Bam Bigelow, right? If, if his name mm-hmm. would probably be John Crystal on it. Bigelow goes to, to whip him from the corner to the other corner, and you know how the Titan rings are like 22 footers, mm-hmm. like back in the early days, like that. Well, we're used to working in the 18 foot ring. And then you might have, you may have worked in like Paul's ring and ECW was a 20 foot ring, but we were, he's working in a 22 foot ring and Bigelow, this big monster goes to whip him into the, into the corner and chop poor John with his little legs. <laughs> he couldn't keep up with the velocity of how he was running and he, he tripped up. <laughs> and you literally see him flying through, through like the bottom to the middle rope. Oh my <laughs> god! Like a lucha dive. <laughs> it was one of the most goddamn things. Uh, I remember watching Raw, go, "What the fuck?" And I think the commentators laughed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you can find it, <laughs> it's so, it's so great. <laughs> That's <laughs> fun. Him losing his balance and it just goes sailing. <laughs> but yeah, but this match with the bad breed was obviously was probably a little earlier in his career. So the, the match on Raw probably went until '94. It was a Manhattan Center show, I tell you that. But um, yeah, Johnny ended up becoming a, 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 a well a, a well rounded indie guy. That we would have on a lot of them, you know, sold shows where we needed somebody mm-hmm. that looks good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They got a lot of work. Plus, Vince, Vince, and them guys liked him up there. But yeah, what a what a doozy of a match! I got the offense this time. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Shaw takes the fall in this one. Aaron, any other notes on this matchup? My moonsault. Oh, just um, yeah. Shaw was super ineffective. Worst partner <laughs> ever. That that one drop toe hold that that one drop toe hold that Axel gets him he lands flatter than an ironing board he just like hits and he's just there he's just it's like, <laughs> he, 
he kind he kind of fucked that. Little guy had the, <laughs> little guy Axel, had heart. Just... How about Axel with that spin kick on me? <laughs> I, I I've wrestled Axel out of countless times, and he's never thought about doing call. Well, I mean, for much lesser promotions. <laughs> but yeah, I've never, I never, I, I popped. I was like, Axel fucking did a spin kick like that. The it was, okay, it was a basic squash, right? Yeah, yeah. the The next thing, Aaron, this this week, I did the hard work. You know, you, we a few weeks back, maybe over a month back, anyway. You took the time to transcribe a Sal Balomo promo for us this week. I did the hard work and I transcribed this. It's Jimmy Snooker promo, folks. Here we go. ECW, woo, woo, woo. What are you going to do? <laughs> it was terrible. Like, yes. I didn't think Jimmy, I didn't think Jimmy Snooker could put in less effort than he did in his matches until I saw this fucking promo. <laughs> oh, that was back. That was an old promo, I guarantee, from months prior to, you know? There's mm-hmm. something that Paul needed, like, I don't know, five, seven seconds. Just, you know. He didn't even TCB on this one. That's how, that's he how much he time. did. And we get some more Paulie doing all kinds of voices here, running down the cards for uh, Tabor and November to remember. And then on this one, obviously, this was never on the WWE Network stuff. We actually saw a, a promo for that uh, charity that, Chad, you've told us that Todd was a part of the Variety Club, I guess it's called. Yeah, I don't know what it was called. Yeah, the Children something Variety Club. And now Joey talks about Mr. Hughes coming into the ECW, talking about his angle with The Undertaker and the WWF. And then, was this the same promo we saw last week? I couldn't really tell. No, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was a little different. Hughes yeah, screaming it was about different Johnny Gunn. He, he, did, he did fuck something up, but didn't he? What did he? What did he fuck up saying about the Undertaker? Like I don't know. I I just recall it. What you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't the same interview as last week because he did mention Johnny Gun. He's going to put Johnny Gun out for good. Yes. All right. Well, do us all a favor. I'll, I'll- yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, you, if you want to be the baby face, be the baby face, then, Mister News. <laughs> I know what I'm doing get- on fucking November the twelfth. <laughs> then we get to watch a video. Slam by Onyx. I love that song. Yeah, there's like I said, I didn't get to watch the WWE Network version, but there's no way this was on there. No, and if it was, the music would have been awful. Who would have some god awful thing? Oh no, the video was probably that, was. No, they probably made a, just a video oh, highlight of public enemy because I can't it even was imagine. Oscar it, was doing, it, it was it was Oscar doing his version of Slam. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I, I I'm curious now because I don't think I've ever looked. At how they used to treat some of them Geffen videos on on the network. I think they, they just, just cut them out. Really? I think, yeah, I do. Cause, yeah, because some of these shows, like I said, if you look at the, the – like this one was – what did we watch? 54 minutes of this video, and the WWE Network version is, is like 2930. So I think with some of that stuff, they they cut it out. With some of it, they put their own terrible in-house music over it that's just god-awful. But – I think I bet they cut this out. I didn't watch the network version, but this was—I mean, this was entire the entire slam video, pretty much. Yeah, I'm was. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they probably don't have that on the network. Um, I I literally I started watching it, 
and my Bluetooth speaker or my, my um, speaker on my TV was loud enough that I just left the room and went upstairs, went to the bathroom, checked on tapes that I had burning. And I was like, okay, it's still playing. <laughs> I mean, what am I watching? I'm still watching right. this highlight the public enemy and matches that we've already reviewed. So I don't need to be there. I mean, it's like I'm a housewife. Like if I had a, a, a vacuum cleaner, I could have been cleaning down here listening to Slam. So <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I was shocked that it was the whole fucking song. Yeah, it was. The, it was literally the whole video. Like, like four I bought the CD back in '93. Yeah. <laughs> I had a CD. There is some good songs on that CD. The uh, but yeah, otherwise, folks, it's just a slam video with uh, Public Enemy and Bad Company highlights from their matches. They even tried to sync up. Did you notice, Aaron? They tried to sync up yeah, the when kicking they were, contest. Yeah, when, every time, like every time Pat Tanaka was kicking somebody, it was like slam. <laughs> yeah, oh, they tried boy, to. Sync I know. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a good Maddie, effort. Maddie's back in the house in our next segment. He's actually not uh, in the house. He's out, he's out in the woods. Maddie's in the woods. <laughs> Maddie in the woods here. And uh, he's talking about the it's – it's a viewer's choice stipulation match between the Bad Company and the Public Enemy at November to remember the stipulations that people can choose from are a tag team cage match, a double chain match, a double bull rope match, a Texas death match, a falls count anywhere, bleed all over South Philly blood match, um, a hair match, or the losing team must split up. Those are all of the stipulations that the fans can choose from as to what kind of match these two teams are going to have at November to remember. Can you just write yes? <laughs> I'll- yeah, that sounds like a fucking. That sounds like a doozy. Yeah, okay, I, I'll, I'll take that. But wouldn't they? What? What did they end up doing? Do you remember? No, no, and I and I haven't looked ahead to see. I, I kind of wanted to be surprised, I guess. I haven't looked ahead to see, but I have no idea what they did because I don't remember anything about. Well, I don't know about. They couldn't have. They couldn't like, have done the losing up the team part. split up. No, because there's still there's still the yeah, angle coming up. Why? <laughs> There's still the angle coming up where Paul Diamond's in the For hospital. Holiday Hell. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got the Holiday um, Hell show with the with the non exploding cage. <laughs> that, that's good. That's AEW's attempt to fail like ECW did at, at blowing something up. Which, by the way, we can't we can't review that. You know, right? Holiday Hell. I don't think I don't there's know. any footage of it. I was going to say I don't think I've ever seen it. I'm on it. I don't it. think I've ever seen it's it. It's my first win. <laughs> well, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. I actually beat Pitbull. I thought it was. I thought you were going to say it was uh, with Cairo. I know you said you had that match with Cairo too, where they wanted you to go over. No, this was the same thing. <clears throat> this was basically the same thing. They wanted they, they did this. It was Gary's first night in, or first night at, at you know at the arena, mm-hmm. and they just wanted they wanted him to kill me, just kill me, kill him, kill him, kill him, shoot him in. He'll give you like a spin kick, like Axel did, but I, I did it. I gave him the hip attack. Is what I gave him. Mm-hmm. Like Oscar did, and um, I I caught a quick one on him, and afterwards he beat me up to the point where a Sandman made the save for me. But yeah, it, it was a squash, but I kind of snuck it by him. But mm-hmm. I I know the match airs because I had the match, but I don't think the tape was ever released because of how big of a dud that finish was. I know, uh, I know they went out and publicly apologized for it, like on TV they apologized for it. I know that. 
Um, I was promised a kaboom. And I got a, <laughs> I got a raspberry. There you got you got Todd. I think it was Todd or Paul yelling with a microphone. Boom in the locker room. That's a shoot. Wow. When when the when the the sparklers went off and the smoke went off, mm-hmm. I think either Paulie told Todd to run out or Paulie grabbed a microphone and goes boom real loud. It's ridiculous. Up next, we have a Kevin Sullivan promo where he's talking about the shoot fight. Now that I know the yeah. rules, thank you, Todd Godden. Yeah, um, like I last week he was. I thought my fight would have a butcher in the cage <laughs> when he had the crimson flow into my toes. Was I shoot fight? Why did last week he over Godfrey? Last week, last week he was in his high chair. This week, this week Bill Dundee's operating the camera for him. <laughs> The fuck is going on, <laughs> Bill? Bill, go wide, go wide. <laughs> that's, that's tremendous, Bill. Dundee the camera, and he has it on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> We're rolling, Daddy. <laughs> We're rolling, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat the king, and you don't care if you bring King Kong and Godzilla. You can't beat the king, and you can't beat the superstar. <laughs> well they well, are we've, friends we definitely did bring, did bring him in the WCW <laughs> <laughs> we've definitely uh, encapsulated this promo just essentially Sullivan showing footage of matches he's already had in ECW or someone showing footage of matches he's already had in ECW and talking about the shoot fight coming up with Tommy Cairo at November to remember and now we're rolling into this footage between hang Medusa. on, hang on, oh, about sure. some of the rules. Oh, cool. Oh, I didn't write them down. No, I didn't write them down either, but just one of them struck out to me. Like, um, if a, a, a fighter grabs the ropes, you got to release the hold. Dude, I've, I've tried that in the street fight. Some guy grabbed me in a headlock, and I was I just reached up, I grabbed the hold underneath a table, and, I, and I'm like, I got the table or something. You, you got, like, to the count you of gotta, five. You got you to gotta let me go. Yeah, the guy never let me go. I mean, was he the heel? Because I think I started the. I think I started the fight, and I'm like, they, they say close, close fists are legal. Who, who throws open palm strikes in, in pro wrestling? Is Jerry? Do you ever see Jerry Lawler do the fucking uh, wah 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 spot? <laughs> like, what the fuck, you know? And the rules were just so just so stupid. Like I wasn't going to pay attention to him. Seriously, I wasn't going to even pay attention to him. But then when I heard a couple of them, I'm like, of course. What? <laughs> and it's not even going to be out in the street. Now that I know the rules. <laughs> Good God! I yeah, it's, it really should. They should have just. He should should have cut a promo about just being in a street fight. <laughs> that was that was sad. Medusa and Sherry is next. <clears throat> the footage from the John Arezzi convention. I actually really liked this. Uh, it wasn't bad. Medusa isn't the best promo person in the world, but it was. It's the worst. Yeah. I mean, this was good. I, I mean, if anything, the I, I think the name of our uh, show this week is in this in this amateur video. It should be sexual credentials. I actually, I actually have that circled as a possible theme, so I guess, 
I get. <laughs> I also uh, now we'll get a little deeper into it, but I think we also found out uh, that Sherry Martell Greg, fucked Greg. Greg, well, Greg, Valentine. Say, Greg, Greg Valentine's a pimp. I mean, yeah. he's <laughs> getting around. Well, I mean, was Medusa with Greg at the time? I think so. He's even it, when they he's when the camera, on the couch. yeah, when the, the camera couch, shoots awesome. up. But I think where they were actually together at this time. Oh, okay. Because my reaction would have been when I heard about somebody fucking Greg Valentine, I was like, "So, <laughs> what, what the fuck?" I mean, <laughs> did you get the intercontinental belt? <laughs> I don't know. Did you get a, uh, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so you fuck Greg Valentine? So did Vince Senior. Uh, like did he just Bob Barnett? Did he did he just sit there expressionless? Well, you really while you did it, he's kind of like he's kind of like turning to his side to like get out of the shot. But he started like an hour before they started filming to get out of the shot. That's how far he got. (laughs) I got on move. You know, Goodfellas when it started out, Paulie. Yeah, he don't move for anybody because he don't have to move for anybody. Jesus, you better, if that guy's got to be to work at fucking 9 o'clock, you better tell him to leave on Sunday at, to get there on Monday at 9 o'clock. We brought that guy in so many times. I mean, Greg was a great guy to have in the locker room because he didn't fucking do anything. He just <laughs> sat there and stared. He was like the putty of wrestling. The David putty <laughs> of wrestling. But that I loved it. I loved this whole entire thing. And some of that shit sounded legitimate. Yeah. We got name calling. Medusa says that most girls in the business think a backslide something you do on the casting couch. Oh, dude, you know, you know that she had that line in the back in her back pocket, but she almost forgot it. You know, you know how she was kind of like a little slow and pulling it out. Yeah, and I'm thinking like she's she's got something here. What's she gonna say? Oh, okay, all right. I thought she was totally gonna just fuck it up and just say something else. <laughs> I thought a backslide it was like a wristwatch. <laughs> Uh, whatever you're a whore <laughs> and um, and I was just looking like the reason this didn't happen is because she went like when she said she's got to deal with the WWF she really did I mean she was she was with Vince like I think like a month and a half later or, or maybe even sooner than that after this because that's why I was wondering why this match never happened it was because she went out to work for Vince well I wonder if, I wonder if Paul was trying to get one last date out of her but I mean, she was being booked by a resi there, so it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a Paul thing. So I wonder if like Paul was just trying to like maybe force her into doing it. Yeah, you know? and like I said, it's just I just was looking it up trying to see when she actually started with the WWF, and it was pretty much right after this. I just think Vince just kind of probably vetoed her going to Philly to do that match. Yeah, I would I would have to say because I mean this was all this was all shot kind of like. Paul probably had talked to Sherry and was like, I'll talk to Medusa. You know, it was, he probably had it half-ass booked, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. knowing how Paul, how Paulie works. And you're right. When, when, when they pulled the trigger on Medusa, Vince probably, or not probably Vince, somebody else probably just said, no, nah, that's not that. But some of that, some of that verbiage, man. Wow. That shit she was said, brutal. She said, yeah. kiss my ass, candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> She she talked about she, she talked about like her chasing her out of territories and shit and it's like well a lot of it the timeline is pretty much accurate. Mm-hmm. And like Aaron said, Medusa says about three times the expression "sexual credentials" 
we're talking about sexual credentials. So that's, that is probably going to be our theme of this week's show. Didn't you make a comment about her having to carry somebody's balls? Yes, like, but I, they bleeped out who she's. I didn't know. I don't know who she said. I, she, they bleeped out who she like. They were bleeping out balls, but they also bleeped out whoever's name it was. I wonder if it was Michael's <laughs> or meatballs. Uh, <laughs> meatballs. Sal Malomo's balls. <laughs> Literally, she's got a big tray full of meatballs. <laughs> Sal Malomo's balls, and she's a sensational. Um, <laughs> me overall, I enjoyed this. Um, I thought it was cool, even though, unfortunately, we're like we talked about, we're not going to get the match. Um, it was really cool, though. I thought this was a good segment. Of course, especially because of the amateur footage, fan cam footage. Mm-hmm. Nobody had it; didn't exist. <laughs> and then we get the Jason video from last week to wrap us Ooh, up. Why didn't they just end with the? Medusa. <laughs> yeah, why can't you just you just end on the good note? <laughs> not that the not that the Jason video is bad. It's just we've already fucking seen it. You know, <laughs> was it the same video? Did they add something to it? No, no. it was the same video. Was, they just had the they just had Joey interview him before they played it. I thought the the car scene because because I, I remember that Porsche like and the one thing I do remember about it it was a piece of crap. <laughs> like it sounded like it it was it, I don't know what year it was. I don't know shit about cars, but I know it kind of it didn't look like it was well taken care of, kinda. Maybe it it looked alright on TV because it was dark and shit. But I right. remember hearing it I remember hearing him start it up one day and it sounded like a fucking hamster was underneath the hood. <laughs> fucking on a wheel powering this thing, like this little Mickey Mouse fucking car. Like where do they have kit cars where you can build a DeLorean in your garage? Yeah. Yeah. I think he paid like $350 and got that and some sea monkeys. <laughs> His Porsche made out of connects. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he has all that money. He can afford to pay Angel a banger. I don't know why he's paying because nobody else was. And, <laughs> and, and he can afford to tell, you know, pay Mr. Hughes the big money. He ends up managing Mr. Hughes, though, right? I think, yeah, I think so. What's that? Mr. What's that thing that? He's the kind of dummy. Go ahead. I was just saying. I was just listening to some old six oh five. Not to plug somebody else's podcast, but Tom Robbins is on there, and he says that he comes back from dropping somebody off, and he was dating Angel at the time, and he asked Dennis Carluza. He's like, "Hey, where's my girlfriend?" He's like, "I think she's under the bleachers blowing Ox Baker." <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> no, I ain't never heard that one. <laughs> I think um, I think Mister Hughes is the kind of guy you could fool, like um, by making him like, pretending like you have money. Then if you pull up alongside him and he and he and you're rolling down your window in the Porsche, you're not hitting the little electric button. And he can I help you, Mister Hughes? <laughs> I want to manage you. You got any money? And he rolls the window back up. <laughs> All right, actually, probably Mr. Hughes probably had a squeegee. <laughs> Do you guys have the squeegee kids there? Not here, not where we live, but in the city. Yes. Oh, dude, we. Well, I think we were the. We were like we were like ground patient zero for the squeegee kids. <laughs> like they, there's like laws. All they have like their own. They had their. They have to get licenses and shit around here. They're like an outlaw mud show fucking group around here. 
It's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> you never have dirty windows. <laughs> There's always plenty of squeegee kids, right? That's what Mr. Hughes was outside doing, waiting for Jason to pull up in his fucking plastic Porsche. You got money? I got a squeegee. Like, oh, don't, don't. It's my my windows, it my windows made of cellophane. If you get water on it, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> he he could have looked at it and saw the gas tank was on empty. It's like, you don't <laughs> see that I'm driving a cardboard car and a fucking cellophane <laughs> yeah. window? <laughs> Look, the wheels don't even spin. It's a, a I'm walking. using my feet. I'm using my goddamn feet like Fred Flintstone. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got an AM radio with my stereo. What do you think? The wind, if the wind right? kicks, then I'm fucked. Like, <laughs> could you could you imagine if Jason had one of them like fake cardboard cars that where you're actually walking and, and then he had and he told Mr. Hughes that he had money, and there was another like a, a, a passenger door, and Mr. Hughes got in it with him, and they both started like walking down the street together. Oh, because oh, Jason just said he had money. I got a couple dollars. Maybe enough I couldn't refuse. You're going down, Johnny Gun. Yeah, they're walking their way to the November to remember, <laughs> just so they could beat up Johnny Gun. <laughs> Damn. Uh, damn it. <laughs> All right, guys. Overall, what's our grade for this show? I gave it a D. And it was mostly because of Shane. The Shane Sabu deal, although convoluted, was fun in the end. And then the Medusa Sherry was redeemable. I did like that. No, it was a disaster for me. No, I, I'm going I'm going back down to not even craziness. <laughs> sliding back. <laughs> yeah, the re- the recaps are just too much. I mean, my mood salt wasn't even perfect. I kind I kind of went to the side a little bit, but yeah, I think I may have ruined the whole entire show by tagging in Todd Shaw. Yes, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, Aaron? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna take this shit at way. I mean, really, really seriously until they until they figure out where their next stop is. You know, when they mm-hmm. finally start getting rid of the Moroccos and the Snookas and all, you know what I mean? Like, because it's literally, if Paul is just, he's, he's not making chicken salad. Find another fucking shitty fucking food you make with chicken because he ain't making chicken salad out of that chicken shit. It, it's just like, come on, man. Enough with this. Um, I can't really give it a grade. It's more of an incomplete. Like, there wasn't a lot. that. There was st- there was good things in it, but there was too much recap, and I think it was kind of structured wrong. Yeah, there wasn't they- there, there wasn't enough good things in it to keep you kind of vested. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I understand you have a big show coming up, but you've been telling me this for the past two weeks. And, and if your title's going to change, oh sorry, and I was going to yeah, say I if mean- your title's going to change. Why not have that be the last thing on your show? Of course, but I think wasn't my match the last match on the show then t- officially? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I main evented <laughs> an ECW TV show because he only had two matches that were first run, and one of them was an ECW title change. Wow. So over overall, not a great thing, but uh, yeah, we're still getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. All right, everybody, to close out the show as we always do. Please do follow us on Twitter at Reliving Extreme and join our Facebook group on the Facebook. We do have uh, some good conversations in there. 
check out the We Can't Wrestle podcast, the other show that Aaron and I constantly blabber on. And follow Chad at Chad Austin Demira on Twitter and Chad's Video Vault on Facebook. Yeah, but any parting words, guys? Yeah, if you're um, if you're trying to get into Chad's Video Vault, you have to first become a friend. It's a private group, so it's Chad Austin Demira on on Facebook as well. But don't don't you have a big announcement, Nate? I do. Coming up the thank you. <laughs> Coming I mean, up Jesus. the the week of WrestleMania, um we are going to be launching an online 24-hour 7-day a week, 365-day a year pro wrestling radio network. WrestleNet Radio is what I've decided to call it. Um I'm still getting all the kinks worked out, but by the time it launches, not only will it have a stream online, it will also have an app that you will be able to download, a, a mobile app for your phone to be able to listen to not only this show, episodes of the We Can't Wrestle podcast, but we're going to work on a bunch of other stuff. I know Chad and I are talking about a show that he wants to do, and uh, Aaron and I have talked about some stuff, <clears throat> some other guys I'm talking to. We're going to have like sports sports radio, but for wrestling fans is essentially what it is. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, pro wrestle talk on WrestleNet Radio. Very excited about this. And uh, like I it's said, only, launch- it's, only 80, it's only 80 bucks every two days. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Absolutely free, just like any other radio station for you to listen to. And uh, is, is that like the... um. The nineteen ninety nine a month or a month simulcast for busted open <laughs> that I got roped I, I got fooled into thinking it would really exist for like a two months. They kept talking about having a nineteen ninety nine dollars a month fucking simulcast where you can watch the show live. And I kept asking them, inquiring about it, and they didn't they never smart me up. <laughs> it's not a real thing. Sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it went from like twenty bucks a month to like sixty nine dollars a month to like forty nine dollars. I'm thinking, like, where? Well, how do you find this? Are you going to offer any of that, like um, I, video shit? Nope, not yet. Not yet. It's going to be straight up like a radio station on the internet to start, and uh, we're going to build from there. But I'm really excited about it, and I think it's going to be a great, great thing for pro wrestling fans. Um, So stay tuned. Like I said, WrestleMania week, and we will have links to that in the Facebook group on the Twitter and et cetera, et cetera. So very excited about it, guys. Thank you for joining me again this week for Reliving the Extreme. Thank you to our listeners for joining us. Listenership continues to rise, and we're very excited about that. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you next week as we are once again. We will once again be Reliving the Extreme. Recapping the Extreme. Recapping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to make another logo just to put that on. <laughs> Recapping the extreme. <laughs> <laughs>